inspiring, bold, progress, movement. These are just a few words that come to mind when I think about all of the collective action happening in the streets, on the picket lines, and on the shop floor. Working people in Oregon and across this country are fed up with a rigged economic system that isn't working for them, and they're doing something about it. Unions are gaining in popularity at levels not seen in 50 years. More workers are taking bold action at work than at any time since the 1980s. It's exciting, it's important, and it gives me a lot of hope for what working people can accomplish when we stand together. I'm Graham Trainer, Oregon AFL-CIO president, and you're listening to The Voice of Oregon's Workers, a monthly podcast from the Oregon AFL-CIO. As the State Federation of Labor Unions in Oregon, we proudly represent over 300,000 working people in every facet of our state's economy, and we serve as a strong voice for all workers, whether they have a union on the job or not. We're here to bring you the stories every month about the people and the organizations who are changing what it means to stand together and build power for working people. Hi there, I'm Russell Sanders, Communications Director for the Oregon AFL-CIO. Today I'm excited to chat with Jesus Martinez, the President of the Union representing striking Nabisco workers in Northeast Portland. That's BCTGM Local 364. You're probably already familiar with the handiwork of Jesus and his fellow members. They make a lot of the Nabisco cookies that we all enjoy, Oreo, Chips Ahoy, as well as a few others. What you may not know, or likely don't, is what it was like deciding to go on strike, how low Nabisco has gone in the fight against the workers, and how it's been going in the last three weeks since the workers walked out of the plant. Joining me now via telephone is Jesus Martinez. What do you do at Nabisco? Uh, personally, what I do? Yeah, like what, what does your job entail when you're, when you're not on strike? Uh, well, well, my job, I work in the packing department, so we receive all the finished goods, the cookies, the Oreos, chips, the Oreo Ritz, and we pack them. We wrap them and we pack them. We run the machines that do all the packaging. We box them and we send them into the distribution center. Wow. So when, when folks are getting something off the grocery shelf, it's it's something that you've actually packaged. That's that's really interesting. Yes, exactly. Yes, yes. Yeah, the other departments are made up of baking, bake shop. They bake the cookies and the mixing, which, of course, they do all the mixing and send the doughs down to bake shop. From bake shop, it comes down to packing. Gotcha. And it's so it's um, BCTGM Local 364 is there. What other unions work in that plant? Uh, we have, uh, I think... Uh, EBW48, I think it's the electricians. We have Teamsters in the distribution center there. We have the um, machinists. I can't remember the local number. And we have the uh, engineers, too. Wow, that's so that's a, a wall-to-wall union facility, it sounds like. Yeah, yeah. So for, for folks... Um, who are unfamiliar with what's been going on there um, with the strike and everything like that. Can you share what the last few weeks have been like? Well, we've had a lot of solidarity. We've been, we've had a lot of our community, local communities backing us up. Um, everybody's been together. We're, we're fighting for what we believe is right, a fair and decent contract. And we have, we've had a, a lot of other local unions and even, um, other agencies um, coming coming in and supporting us. I don't know if you heard about the rallies on Saturday. 
we've had three rallies on Saturday and each Saturday they just keep on growing and growing and the support's been great. Our members appreciate it and we're gonna stick to this fight. We're not gonna we're not gonna lose this fight. We're gonna keep on fighting till we get what's fair and what 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 we deserve. And when you say you're gonna keep on fighting for what's fair and what you deserve, can can you break down for folks who are you know, I'm sure there's people who know about the strike, but knowing about the specific like bargaining table um, issues, what what are you fighting for? Well, for the it's been for the past five years, they only offered us, they've only gave us a one year contract last year because it was they used COVID as an excuse to give us a one year contract. But we haven't had a um, you know job security for the last five years unless if you take out that one year contract. Um, in 2018, they took away our pension, literally just took it away from us. And they said they were going to take care of us, which they they never did. They kind of divided us and started paying paying into a tiered 401k. Usually we got 13000 a year into our pension plan. Now I'm getting like 2100 And the high seniority worker members that have been there for 20, 30 years, they, they're getting a little bit more. And before, we all used to get... 13000 into the pension paid in. So that's one thing they took away. Now they're trying to take away our overtime, which is the only compensation we have for not being here with our families after eight hours. I mean, we work up to 13 to 16 hours a day. We work weekends, and that's where we get our overtime. It, it's kind of like basically we're being compensated for spending most of our time in there. And we've worked even 30 days in a row nonstop, nonstop 13 to 16 hours. So we feel like the overtime, it's, it's a way of us being compensated, working and making, making their products so they can make billions in profits. Not only that, but last year we were working those same amounts of hours during the pandemic and, and we didn't get it. We didn't get appreciated when they gave us that hazard pay, which they called an appreciation bonus. They couldn't wait to take it away from us after like a month, a month and a half. They just said, okay, you guys don't need it anymore. We were still in a pandemic, so they they don't treat us with respect. They don't think we're we're valuable, and and people are tired of it. People are just tired of them taking away and taking away and just backstabbing the workers all the time when we're the ones that are there twenty four seven. And you, you, it is a facility that operates twenty four hours a day, right? When you say twenty four seven, you mean that? Um, we mean it. We mean it. With uh, you know, I, I know myself, I've been on the picket line. I, I used to live right by the factory and I, I would, I knew what happened kind of vaguely in there. I mean, when you're, when you're in there for 16 hours a day, what's that like? Um, well, it's not easy when you're not here at home with your family, with the kids, especially when you have children and when you can't spend a weekend, I mean, it, it's hard, it's hard. And, and the only thing you think about is getting a decent paycheck so you could, um, you know, provide them for what they need. I'm, my One of my kids is, is going to be in his senior year, so we we got to start planning out what he's going to do in college. You know, we're, that overtime money helps us out in getting him a better education. And But not being here with them, you know, a lot of the time, it's, it's a sacrifice. You're sacrificing a lot, and the company doesn't appreciate that. We're sacrificing personal time, time here at home with the relatives, spouses, kids, with everyone. Sometimes you can't have a birthday party, you can't go to a wedding, you can't do this because you're scheduled for a weekend and you just don't want to miss out because the company can't wait to give you points and fire you whenever they, if, if they have the chance.
So they're, they're always, are they always looking to kind of terminate folks? or They're looking for an excuse. Like our people that have this Malay, when some of them have, you know, they've been there 30, 40. We have a member that's been there for 52 years. Some people have medical issues, and they have children with medical issues, and they need the time to, to get to those appointments. So when so people have FMLA, this new management that came in, they're targeting people with FMLA, you know, making it hard for them, um, making them recertify the FMLA every couple of months when they feel that, that they just want you to recertify for no reason. It, it, it's just unfair for people. I mean, not only do you have to work your medical condition or your relative's medical but now you have to give the company more papers and make you struggle. It's like, why, why do they do that? They just want you to kind of miss, miss out on something, not do the right, you know, miss out on paperwork or the calling out um, schedule they have. And they would just start accumulating your points so they could suspend you and fire you. That's mostly what they're looking at. They never, HR never has the, has the time to talk to you and say, you know, we're seeing that you're missing out or what's happening. You have problems. They don't care. They just want you to accumulate points and they just want to fire you. Wow. That's, that's unconscionable. And I mean, one thing that you're, you're saying that kind of strikes me is like, th- this wasn't always this way. Was there a change when, um, sorry, what, what's the name of the company that took over management? Ma- Mondelez now. Mondelez. Okay. It was, it was a Bisco and then it got up by Kraft and then Kraft split into, um, two companies, which Mondelez is a snacking, snacking and candy, you know, chocolate, cookies, all the, all the sugary goodies. Sure. So Mondelez, since Mondelez came in, it's it's just been um inside that warehouse. It's just hell. Not only us. I've heard from brothers and sisters in Virginia and Chicago, and the other two plants they closed, Fairlawn and Atlanta. It's been hell, and they're just looking to outsource our job to Mexico too. That's all they've been doing since they came in in 2016. Yeah, that my understanding is that that's something that they've already done. Like some jobs have been outsourced. Um, are they threatening you with further outsourcing? No, they they haven't, but they're always, um, whenever they do their numbers, when they're saying, okay, which warehouse is the best, they throw in Mexico, which are you going to, how can we compete with Mexico with the wages they're paying, they're paying those workers over there? Right. It's, it's insane. I, the last I heard, I think they're getting paid maybe like a buck an hour, a dollar an hour. If, if maybe they're getting paid that much. We also got a couple of videos from, um, workers in Venezuela and they're reaching out to us saying, you know, we're here, we're, we're, um, we're behind you got Oregon, Illinois, Colorado. And, you know, hopefully we're, we want, we're here to support you. And from what I've heard, we're getting texts back from them. They're, um, they get paid $2 and 15 hours, $2, 50 cents a week. Whoa. Mondelez workers in Venezuela. And that's a text that we got from the union workers over there. In Venezuela, two two factories. That I mean, that's amazing international solidarity that they reached out to you. But yeah. I I still can't believe yeah. two fifty a week. That wow. That was that was really brave from them, and we appreciate it. We answered back, and our prayers go out to them. If they're thinking of going out because they just feel like it's a fair. They they've been sending. We've been talking back and forth on text, and they sent videos. Another warehouse in Venezuela also sent out a video, and that it's brave of them, and, it, and we appreciate it. And we'll be behind them, too. We're here to support them, too. Yeah, that's that's what it's all about. So I, I'm curious if the company, are they trying to keep production moving? Did they bring in replacement workers? Yes, they brought replacement workers. They hired a company named Huffmasters. Mm-hmm. Like a crisis response team. They brought um, a bunch of security guards, which they 
never never have enough security for us when they steal stuff from our cars or break our windows. They just say, oh, well, too bad you're parking on the Now they have securities everywhere, 24-7. And they're bringing in some some scabs. Yep. <laughs> and, and buses and vans. They're trying, supposedly they're trying to run, but I doubt anything's moving out of their warehouse at the moment. We, we haven't seen any trucks moving in and out. Um, the train, the Union Pacific, the union workers there, when they see us picketing by the railroad tracks, they haven't shipped any oil, flour, or sugar either. So they'll run out of product pretty soon to make any of the products, if they're making, or just, you know, try to make them think that they're running as normal, which they're not. Yeah. And I mean, for a company that prides themselves on their profits, I can't imagine that's sitting well with them, right? That they're, they can't keep production moving because their, their workforce isn't in the plant. Nope. They're experienced and all the modular workers are out picketing. They're not in there. Yeah, I mean, we, we've seen similar stuff. Like, I'm thinking about when Daimler went on strike years ago, and they it took them a whole day to, like, turn around a truck, and the union workers would have had, you know, half a dozen out in that time or something like that. <clears throat> um, I mean, there, there's no replacement for folks who have been in, been in there for over a decade or, you know, uh, you said there's yeah. one member who's been there for 50 years. I mean, that's just – you can't replace that that level of expertise. You can't. And, and the company went through it in 2016 when they – wouldn't give us a contract until when our contract last four year contract ended in 2016. And then they were threatening us to get out of the pension. And not, we lost around 40 to 50 uh, members that were there at least minimum 25 years there. And we lost them in, in less than a month. And the company knew that they had a hard time trying to replace them, doing all the training. They've lost production. They, I mean, there were some too many holes because of, you know anything that went wrong with them. Because we have a lot, we had a lot of new people we had to train, and it was it was just a hard time for those for that um for those six months where we had to train and they had to rehire. They went through this, and but you can see they don't care if they want to go through it again. Right. It looks like they, the company doesn't care. They don't care. And I mean, what do you think the quality is going to look like and is going to be like in those cookies that are, they're trying to produce right now? I mean, it's, the first week it smelled like they were burning rubber up and up the white smoke started coming out of the second floor and it smelled like burnt rubber. <laughs> I, don't, I don't think anybody would like to eat cookies that smell like burnt rubber. No, that, that's not the taste I expect in my Oreos, which I won't be buying until the, the contract, until y'all have a fair contract. Yeah. We have a lot of community members, family members that are saying we're not buying any more products. We're not until you guys get what you deserve, until they give you a fair contract. So, like I said, our, community, our local communities and family members, everyone's backing us up however they can. That's great. Yeah, I've seen the hashtag no contract, no snacks uh, all over the place. And it's it's good to see um, that, that level of solidarity happening with, you know, kind of a boycott rolling through. What made uh, – you might have already answered this, but I'm going to ask it again anyway because I'm just interested. What made okay. you and, and the, the local vote yes and, and say enough is enough and walk out on strike? Uh, well – after they, they want to switch us to the alternative work week, make us work 12-hour shifts at straight pay. And then I think they want they also want to have new members coming in um, have different benefits or, or lower benefit benefits. And, I, I mean, people are already pissed off since 2018 when they took our pension. And people just said, no, that's enough. We're not going to give up concessions. We're not going to just work here at straight time so you guys can make more billions and billions while we're risking our health and our lives here and risking family time, we get compensated by the overtime. We're not willing to give it up. And if we give up anything right now, what's going to happen next? They'll go after, they, they already try to go after our health care, which they took it off the table. But for the last five years, every time they offer something, they've offered something, it's always cutting back on our benefits. 
And the company does not give us anything. Those benefits are paid for um, for decades. Our union reps have been negotiating and our members have given up pay wage increases and other concessions to get the benefits they have. They gave up pay increases for the pension that the company stole from us. We gave up pay increases and other concessions for our health benefits. So when the company says, we give you this, no, you don't. You don't give us anything. It's been paid for by thousands of members that have worked. They're retired, you know, in the past, in the present, and the, the future when they're going to come in. They'll be paying because they're paying. We gave up a lot of pay increases for that. So when the company claims they give us, no, they don't. They don't give us anything. Everything's been negotiated. Right. As it often is with, with this stuff. But, I mean, this sounds particularly like a company that's just doesn't care about the people that work there, cares about the money exactly. being stacked up. Um, when you say you're risking your lives in the warehouse, I mean, what what are those conditions like? Is it is it dangerous working in a facility like that? Well, it's mostly about, you know, COVID because they say, well, keep six, six feet apart. They've been saying for the, for the last six years, but there are some spots where, we're close, or they tell us, you got to go help that member because that's a hard time. Well, you have to stand next to the other member. So when they say they're worried about the social distancing, well, not when it's not convenient for them. <laughs> when, when it's when it's important to put out cookies, they don't care about the fix. They don't care about this. They don't care if something, a machine's not running the right way. They don't care about anything. I mean, any broken machines that are not working correctly. That, we'll take that up later. Right now, we got to put out cookies. That's a main concern. They speak a lot about safety but that's the last thing they're thinking about i mean their their um safety manager just quit a week or two before he went on strike because <laughs> he said he didn't think it was fair how, how he didn't think that the way they were running the safety department was the right way it was always about production production like i can't do this i can't be lying to the members here in our committee and i think everybody in the almost more than half of our members are at the safety committee they quit the committee they're like we're not this is a joke we're not going to waste our time here. You guys don't care about us. Safety manager quits, and then half of our, more than half of our members quit the safety committee. That tells you a lot. I mean, that happening and then the strike happening is like, wow. That just the writing is on the wall um, in terms of what what the workers, what what y'all are willing to put up with. Which is, man, um, that's a lot. So, which other um, Nabisco facilities around the country have gone on strike? Uh, the other one is Chicago, mm-hmm. local, GM local one in Chicago, Richmond, and we have a distribution center in Aurora, Colorado, built by Denver, and I think one in Norcross, I think it's, a, I think it's, um, Georgia, close to Atlanta, another distribution center there that went on strike too. So it's two distribution centers that I know of right now, and the three bakeries that are left, there's only three of us left here in the U.S. Um, what was it like seeing the other facilities go on strike? It was huge. It was huge. I mean, we went out first, Portland, then Richmond, Virginia, the morale just boosted everyone. And we've been talking to each other. We text each other back and forth from Virginia, Chicago. And it's just great. I mean, everybody's in solidarity. And they, they're saying, we're going to, we're going to be here till we win this fight. Positive, you know, being positive and having faith that the right thing's going to happen, that the company will do the right thing. That's fantastic. Yeah, that that kind of solidarity is just um, that's really cool to hear about. Um, So I'm kind of all over the place here, but how is bargaining going with with the company? Do do you have a sense of of what if there's been any progress made um, on on the issues that you're fighting for? 
Um, I think the last time I remember was the last week or the week before they called our international representatives and they said they wanted to talk. They came in and they just said we had the same proposal. So the company's playing games. Why why would you call our reps and waste your time to say that you have the same proposal? Um, they don't they they just think that we're gonna take whatever they're offering us and we're not we're not um um, we have faith in our international reps, the negotiating team, and they'll do what's best for us and our other union members around the country because the company just wants to squeeze us. They, today, they took our health benefits away, August 31st, and then they haven't been paying people their vacation time that they, you know, they work hard last year to get. They're not sending out those checks. These are people that have had vacations last week and this week and the next couple of weeks. They're not sending out those checks either. They're not paying people their vacation time. They're trying to squeeze us, forcing us back in, but we're not budging. We we won't we won't cross that picket line. That that's good to hear. Um, and I mean, when you say that, yeah, they showed up with the exact same proposal. I mean, I I yeah, that that absolutely sounds like games are being played with y'all, and that's that's really yeah. <laughs> that makes me mad just to hear about. Um, They're playing games, and then they say that international doesn't want to meet. Well, why? I mean, if they already met with them and then this is what they came up with, why would international want to meet? The international told them when you have something that's fair for us to talk about, we'll, we'll get with you guys, but don't call us and just tell us here's the same proposal. Just a waste of time. Yeah, no doubt. Um, <laughs> I mean, that's if they have something to actually talk about, that, that'd be one thing. But yeah, there's there's nothing yeah. there. It sounds like just an empty folder. Exactly. So it, it sounds like y'all might be out there for a while. Um you mentioned that the labor community has been really supportive. Um, there's been a lot of rallies on Saturday. Um, is there anything that people listening to this podcast or otherwise can do to help out your local while you're on strike? Yeah, well, um, support's number one thing. Support counts a lot. Um, supporting us, if you, when, when we have a rally, people want to join it. Let the company see that we, that we have support. We have hundreds, hundreds here, and it'll go up. I mean, it, it goes up by 100 every, every weekend, and there's a lot of support. A lot of rallies. People stop by with food for our members. I mean, we're on the picket line 24-7. Wow. 24-7, nonstop. At night, late at night, you know, early mornings, 3, 4 in the mornings, you've got people going in. We're covering the railroad. So Union Pacific can see us. They're, as soon as they see us, they're like, okay, guys, going back. I'm not delivering if you guys are on strike. That's um, great. All that support. I mean, for people bringing in food, water, snacks, I mean, everything. They're they're They're... Some of the people drive at night, bring us donuts, coffee, and everything's really appreciated. I just want to say thank you to everyone that's supporting us. We appreciate it, and and we know you guys are with us, too. We want to give out a big shout-out to everyone. Everyone that's helping us, we appreciate it. We we didn't imagine that we were going to get that much support. It's, it's huge, and it's getting bigger and bigger by the day. That's awesome. Uh, that, that That's so inspiring to hear, and I mean, uh, yeah, it. I know that there's a, a GoFundMe page out there that you can contribute to the locals uh, strike support fund. I'll make sure to put that link in the description of this episode. So folks can, can see that. I think it also, there's a video on there that kind of explains some of the stuff you're talking about with. Yes. There's a lot of videos from different, uh, Richmond, Chicago, and us that people can see on social media. A lot of information. You'll hear it not only from, from a union rep, but you hear it straight from the workers there, workers from every department. And you'll hear every, I mean, they'll give you full information. You'll hear their story. And it's just, no sad to that the company just wouldn't budge and they just want to force this contract on us. I, I think, did 
do you honestly think they expected you guys to fold and were kind of surprised by this? Yeah, they, I think they expected that we're going to fold right across. They they also started calling. Um, I've heard rumors from from other members that they started calling um, retirees back or people that retired, people in management that retired, and most of the people I think. Almost everyone has said no. Why would I go back when you guys took away my pension? Why would I go back when you're doing this to my brothers and sisters? You know, they said they had a continuity plan, but if that was their plan, calling in old member union members, <laughs> I guess it backfired on them and it didn't work. Yeah, they, they really misunderstand what solidarity means. Uh, if they're calling up retired union members to try to get them to be strike breakers, that's wow. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what a joke, huh? Yep. Well, do you think my last question is, do you think that this this strike um, and all the it's getting a lot of publicity? I've seen it in newspapers across the country. Uh, do you think it's going to inspire more workers to want to learn more about unions and maybe start one of their own at work? Yes, I, I think it is. And I hope it will. But I really think it is. And we're hoping that it will. I mean, if it if it cut on all the way to South America, imagine what it could do here in the U.S. Yep. for American jobs to save our middle class, middle class working Americans. I mean, it's. It, it says a lot. I hope that also our brothers and sisters in Mexico will hear this, will get notice of this, even though I think the company will try to block it some way or another or threaten them. <laughs> I mean, they're, they're capable of anything. I mean, when they're doing this to us, they could do whatever they want to anybody else. Um, but, I mean, brave. Brave from people in Venezuela, and I think people in Argentina are standing up, too. They're sharing videos. They're going to pass them on. And I hope they do. It just, it, it'll just show that we have solidarity not only here but around the world. That's that's amazing. People start standing up to these greedy companies that all they want is just make billions in profits and just take everything from us. Everything that we work hard for that our past members, retired members have worked for. Yeah, absolutely. Well, hey, I'm going to let you go. Um, I'm sure you got a picket line or something to get back to here. Um, thank you so much for taking the time. And yeah, I just really appreciate uh, what you're doing. And um, right on, man. I, I hope you get a fair contract this time. Oh, thank you. Thank you for giving us the time. Thank you again to Jose Martinez and Solidarity with BCTGM Local 364, as well as all the BCTGM locals taking action across the country against Nabisco. If you like what you heard on this episode, please subscribe and share us on Facebook, Twitter, or wherever else you connect with the people in your life. Stay safe out there.